You are now in queue to join Game from the Gamers, a podcast where good friends gaming on PS4 talk about life, movies, relationships, other random shit, and, well, obviously, video games. Starring Chad, Garcia, Trey, Xavier, Daryl, and Corey. Let us put you on game. Game from the Gamers is brought to you by Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Shout out to Exquisite. And we live episode 27. And we are back with... Another remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Another rendition and expedition, all facts, no fiction. A dosage of comedy not recommended by your pediatrician that not yet approved by the FDA nutrition that call me Sally Mae and this is tuition that, hmm, that don't sound too good. Could be a transmission, another addition mm. from the livest of tacticians. I just got mm. an SDD test from my physician. When you move, mm. be conscious of your position. The game mm. from the gamers podcast. What is going on, people? <laughs> yes, What's yes, up, people? How are you? I'm good, right. man. I'm excited about this interview, man. I'm not gonna lie. I am here with Davian Watkins of Superpower Enterprises, man. This is all oh man. I feel good about it already, man. That's, this is uh this is a perfect day for this. So let's get into it, you know? Let's do it, man. Um well, you know, off air we we try to we try to get some uh we try to get some people on the show who we feel uh really exemplify that 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 gamer nerdy brand and and this gentleman Davian uh a- approached us via email and just hearing his backstory and how it so closely correlates to a lot of the things that we do here, um, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. So I, I, I won't I won't spoil your introduction for yourself, but Davian, please tell us a little bit about yourself, man. So cool, nerd, man. I really appreciate y'all kind of inviting me onto the show and, uh, you know, setting this up. It's uh, really a, uh, a treat to kind of be a part of this. Um, I kind of just give you a quick background um started up a uh, publishing company superpower enterprises um with the idea of marketing and promoting this uh character publishing his story uh notes so notes is loosely based on my experiences working in the record industry uh many years back started out working with record uh, recording artist jay-z uh we worked with ice cube we work with a lot of uh, talented artists, um, you know, putting out their marketing, their uh, records and uh, their careers. So as I kind of progressed, you know, from the music industry, uh, I had a uh, production company where I started producing music and came up with a logo. And so the logo was basically the start of notes. Um, it was a character. He had a microphone in one hand and he had a uh, music controller in the next in the other hand and so it was basically him running to save the music so mm. fast forward as we started to kind of get into uh uh you know getting the word out about this music production the uh, logo kind of stood out a little bit more and more every time we handed out you know these stickers we would go out to different comic cons and so it was like that uh the feedback would come back that it was uh something that people were really attracted to, or I guess interested in the character itself. So um, that kind of piqued my interest, and uh, that's how it all started, man. Wow. Crazy backstory. And, and that musical-based backstory is what draws the story, uh, from my point of view, just me being an audio engineer and being in the music industry myself. Right, that's um, right, that's true. You are, yeah. Yeah, it, it it really spoke to me. So just looking at the background of everything, I really was hyped to speak with you, man. And and that was a lot to take in all at once. So we're, we're going to, I want to break that down a little bit. So really your start comes from a music background. Um, you said you worked with Priority Records. Is that what it was? So yeah, Priority Records. Prior to Priority Records, I actually worked at AM Records. So this was AM's first record uh, rap label. They had like a, a subsidiary, and there were groups like uh, 
DJ Quick had his own uh, groups. Um, I see had a bunch of groups as well, and they were putting their uh, recording, you know, rap artists through this uh, A&M label. So it was really kind of the first uh, chance I had at being in the you know the record industry, mm-hmm. um, learning how radio connected uh, to the artist. So fast forward past A&M. We caught up with the uh, the guys over at Priority Records, and so Ice Cube was really popular at this time. He had, uh, you know, had a track record of just putting out classic records. So it was gold and platinum everywhere. Um, and so yeah, that was the start. You know, just kind of doing a lot of DJ club promotions. Um, we would do a lot of street promotions. So whenever there was an event um, in the city or even throughout the nation, we would go out to these different events and we would hand out, you know, t-shirts, uh, promo CDs, you know, samples of the music to kind of get the, uh, the word out there to uh, start the word of mouth. Okay. Okay. So that's, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a big position to be in. Um, that is no small role. It sounds like you were, you were a, a move maker in terms of, of music industry roles with A&M. So, I mean, all in all, you went from being in a, a position I feel like a lot of people would love to be in. Why go into comic books? So, you know, as the career kind of advanced um, out of the record industry, it was kind of changing all over because the internet was becoming, uh, was beginning, was actually, you know, starting where you could put up your uh, content online. Um, and as you know, companies like Napster, were uh, before they even were a company. Napster was uh, was changing the music industry, and everything was going digital. So it kind of shifted the uh, the uh, I guess the whole industry in 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 uh, in that way. So it was like you know I had to figure it out. You know I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of transition. I started working in Warner Brothers uh, Studios, kind of to figure out you know what the uh, alternatives would be to doing uh, entertainment music. And then that way I kind of went into uh, working on the studio a lot, figuring out the business over there. You know, so I shifted my career a few times because it was still early. You know, I was only 18 years old when I first started out, bro. Wow. Wow. Yo. Wow. Yo. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's how it all kind of began. And then, you know, um, you know, at some point it was a family decision for me maybe to go back to school but um i decided okay let's kind of put all this into perspective i could either go back to work for a major company you know after having gone through so many classes and uh or i could start up my entrepreneurial business and be online and publish my own comics so after i had all these different uh interest kind of come back the feedback for this the superhero character it was just like you know let's give it a, a leap of faith and uh i jump wow yo talk about leap of faith that's hard to do that's really hard to do no doubt no doubt but it was something that i think um kind of was encouraged you know at this time internet businesses were actually just becoming um uh, new and you know if you could be an entrepreneur and start something fresh especially with all the interest we were getting about this character i figured you know let's give it a try we briefly were talking before we started recording and we were talking about signs of a healthy relationship and i was like bro we should talk about that on here because that's a good topic so what are some signs that, you know, you said you and you and Lauren's relationship is healthy. Um, what are some of the things that let you know that you are in an extremely healthy relationship? Uh, just like honesty, like, and I know that's, that's cliche to say, man, but like brutal honesty even too, because I, like I, the reason why I brought it up is because I heard how you and Jillian talk to each other and you. Y'all crack jokes on each other, make each other laugh. Y'all talk shit about each other. And y'all even, like, make fun of, like, you guys' you know, insecurities or inadequacies. Like, I've legitimately heard Jillian come 
come in the uh come in the room like that your booty stank. <laughs> who, who just comes up and says that to somebody? Oh yeah, the person you sleep with every night can say that shit to you and get away with it. Right. And you like, babe, come on, man. I'm I'm on the mic. I don't care. You didn't shower. Like I did though. When you need to do it again. Like, like that's definitely some shit Lauren would walk in the room and say to me, like, babe, why are you sweating? You just playing games. Like, I'm recording. I'm playing games. I'm getting beat up by woman. Get out my face. Right. With that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that and uh, that's, that's just something we do. I mean, just, just being honest and open with each other, even about, you know, things, or even things that we consider taboo by some people, I guess, is another way you, you recognize you're being in a healthy relationship. Like, you're talking to your girl about some stuff that you normally would like, you wouldn't talk to nobody else about. You know right. what I mean? I think you've, and also you've hit that comfortable stage where like, uh, you get a weird bump in a place where you can't see and you're like, bae, look at this, what is this? And you put, cock your leg up, she's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. This, this one, this one here yesterday. <laughs> I think I've gotten to that point, man, where you talk about open honesty, like, you know, we tell each other about our poops. I feel like once yeah, you get to that that's point, another good one. <laughs> yeah, once you start telling each other about bowel movements or you checking in with each other about bowel movements, that's when you know, like, it's you in a good relationship, open, honest relationship. Like, did you did you poop today? You didn't have a good one, I can tell, because you you and you not in a good mood, huh? Like, <laughs> when you on that level that's great i love it i love it that's great <laughs> uh, which i mean that takes a minute to get to that point yes. like yes the whole even just passing gas in front of each other is 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 tough in the beginning but like i feel like if you are able to break that barrier man everything after that just seems so much easier and so much more simple as silly as right. that sounds um so there's that and what else another sign of of being in a healthy relationship um jillian and i don't always for us we don't have to be up underneath each other at all times i feel like that's healthy like we we try to do our own thing a lot um and with the mm -hmm. new nintendo switch that she just got that's been happening a lot. So when we hang out now, even though we live together and we hang out, it's like, oh, damn, I ain't seen you in a minute. How you been? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it feels I like, like a, a a normal uh, situation. No, nah, I shouldn't say normal. It feels like that situation when you first start dating and, and you seeing each other is a, is a, not, it's not a given. It's a still a, a pleasure, you know? So, yeah, it's a pleasant that. surprise. Like, oh, I get to see my girl today. I'm excited, you know? Like, me and Lauren had that, like, um, um, my girl. I'm not gonna lie. My girl's she's a little on the clingy side. And, um, some days it's really nice because I do like to have my girl up under me. Sometimes, not gonna lie. Uh, right. Some days it's a bit, it's a bit much. I'm like, babe, go do something. <laughs> right, go do something. <laughs> she's like, I ain't got nothing to do. I'm like, like find something to do, babe. <laughs> you know, like, I go do um, something. Anything. You know. I mean, I was joking one day. I, I was joking. She got mad at me. I'm like, I, I like, babe. I, you really need to go somewhere today. Go do something. You've legitimately been in this house for the last like, 19 days nonstop. Like, go do something. I don't care. Say, what you want me to go do? Like, I don't care if you go on a date with another dude and get you, you finesse it, right? You might get some free food. You might be able to get some free food out the deal, you know? Like, just go get out the house. Call up one of your. Call one of them, them friends you got that I don't like that you can hang out with because I got to go too. Like, why don't you do that? You know? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that definitely being a a, a real good point. Like, like you just, you you get to miss your girl even though y'all in the same space. You right. Know, that's, that's a, I think that's a healthy thing to, to have going on. And that's um, really hard to do when you, when you really close. That's like getting away from your siblings growing up. Like, you never get away from your siblings growing up. Right. And I, I don't envy you uh, growing up in the house with Chad. I'm too no. hype at all times, Meadows. <laughs> no. 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 
could never take this dude serious for nothing. I couldn't get him to do anything (laughs) serious, man. Like you couldn't have a day where I'm just want to chill. Nah, fuck all that. I'm about to put the booty all in the air. Yeah. Why? Just relax. (laughs) Nah, fuck all that. You trying to have quiet time? You want to read books and shit, nigga? No, I'm about to play. I'm about to play the whole Wu Tang Clan (laughs) album on Max, nigga. (laughs) Why? Exactly. (laughs) Fucking why? That was what growing up with Chad was like. Um, no chill. But, yeah. um, you know, so you kind of understand, like, not being able to get away. Most people do. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's a good sign. We we argue a lot. Um, we do, too. And I think that's another sign, like, healthy arguments, not like, nigga, you ain't shit, bitch, I hate you. Oh, no, 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 none of that shit. I'm right. talking like, you know, because that means, in my opinion, like, I used to say all the time, like, I, I want a relationship where I don't have to argue all the time. But then I got older, I realized, like, if we don't disagree on anything, one of us is not being honest. Right. You know, I have my point of view. You have your point of view. Where maturity comes into play is being able to express our different points of views to each other and be able to accept the other person's point of view, even if it's different, even if it differs from our own. Like, that's what I, I, I was looking for. Right. I feel like arguing is a normal thing. Just being having a difference. I mean, every, everything, like, and also, too, like, everything ain't got to be a, a damn full-fledged argument. Like, we can have a difference of opinion, and it doesn't have to become a legit point of contention for us. You know, we can just disagree. Right. I, I, don't, I don't think that's right. Like, well, I think your point of view is stupid. I'm like, okay, that's your, that's your opinion, babe. And that's cool. Like, when did it become cool not to argue no more? Like... You're supposed to be in a relationship and always be happy and always agree on everything. I mean, that just sounds unrealistic. But people mm-hmm. come into relationships like that, like, we, we just argue way too much. It's like, nah, we're not arguing. We're discussing things and we have difference of opinion because we're each passionate about the things that we differ on. We we talk about it, sometimes aggressively. And it's like, when did sometimes it become right, right. cool to not, you know, like disagree? That, that's just being dishonest with your mate, honestly. You you telling me uh you agree with everything that come out of my mouth? That's Why? Nuts, I be saying, I'm like to me, I'm like that's nuts. Cause I be saying some bullshit, <laughs> right? <laughs> I be saying some bullshit. Like I don't be believing half the shit I be saying sometimes. Like, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I, you know what? I'm over here being rude. We also rocking with the big homie Daryl. Daryl, I know you got. Some questions, bro. Let me pass it to you real quick. Fire off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big comic book nerd myself. Um, if you ever seen one of our promo videos, a lot of them you'll see like comic book references in my background. You'll see me reading comic books. One of the questions I got for you, um, pertaining to your character notes is um um since he's such a different character coming from a different place, you know what I'm saying, with with the musical background, how do you think um he he would react or interact with the current status quo of comic books um and in what way would you mean like uh for example like um there are there are other comic book characters that have an urban setting for example one of my favorite guys uh, virgil hawkins aka static shock he's a he's a black kid he, he gains electrical abilities and then he goes on to try to save the day uh black lightning which recently just got a um tv show he has uh, he has a background of uh, being a minority in a situation like that, and in in a minority situation, gains power and decide what to do to it. What what does Note do that's different from them? I basically is the question I'm trying to ask. So yeah, I mean he's coming from um, a culture um, basically, uh, you know, where it's pro black. You know, we're in a time and uh, era where everything um, that hits the headlines is really kind of about the culture that we come from. And um, music um, is also a part of that. And so when I say um, who notes is, it's really uh, an attachment to, you know, the world around all of us. Music is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it, you know, there's an issue in um, the music industry or the headlines of the music industry every day. We mm-hmm. look at, you know, violence, um, you know, which notes is a, uh, totally against you know you've got a positive message um we look at issues of piracy um which has become you know an issue 
from the start of music, it was always uh, bootleggers that were trying to get their hands on the latest music. Um, as you know, I talked a little bit about how the music industry transformed. Um, it became more and more popular because it's, it was easier for uh, you or uh, individuals to kind of download music mm-hmm. um, right off the internet. So issues like that were, you know, really uh, heavily uh, popularized because of the fact that even the government got involved in, uh, you know, issues of piracy and trying to stop it uh, right. to this day. Uh, stream ripping is still uh, a popular issue. So it's like, you know, tons of issues um, that are that are affecting young kids um, um, and even adults these days, you know, mass incarceration. You know, these are topics that we're going to be, you know, touching upon within the story. Right. And you saying that you're talking about how the music industry can be a very volatile place, you know, with we talking about, you know, violence and issues with people like violence and piracy, which is just basically digital theft. Like, Why do you think, in your opinion, that um, the comic world hasn't done too much with the hip hop world so far? Um, it's because there's going to be a different group of people that are, you know, paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. Comics were started almost 75 years ago. Um, by guys like Stan Lee, you know, right. he's in his nineties now somewhere. Um, and they were from a different community, a different world. If you look at it in that way. Right. Um, so, you know, we're going to have different stories to tell. We're going to have different experiences. So, you know, that's going to be the reason that there's never really been an attachment, um, from our perspective. I mean, especially we, coming from the hip hop community mm-hmm. or culture, you know, um, music like that, it's going to be telling a story, uh, from a different perspective. And so I look at it that way. Um, just, just, you know, look at it to say that music now is kind of a younger, um, genre, but mm-hmm. if we're going to kind of, uh, make some moves in the comic book world, Attaching music to that pop culture is the only way to go. I, I feel you. I understand exactly where you're coming from. With I totally that. agree on uh, that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, another question for you real quick. Um, we just had a conversation. I think it was, I don't even think we recorded it. We were all just, I think the game, the gamer guys were just sitting around talking and we had a conversation about, um, a, a character's role gallery. Now I understand notes is your flagship character for your, for your comic book pantheon, I guess I'll call it. Um, right. There, the characters that I saw on your website and whatnot, I, this, you have a crazy looking pantheon and it's extremely diverse. And I love how all the characters' art styles are um, based on their personalities and how they look. Um, did you draw any inspiration from uh, any of the really popular, you know, Marvel or DC characters? Nah, not really. Um, the ideas really came from people I know. Um, okay. And I guess, okay. you know, That's people. Great. Uh, yeah, around my way. So it's like, you know, I grew up in uh, Los Angeles. So, um, actually the image of notes was taken from a picture I'd taken and sent it to the, uh, to the artist and said, here, I need to get this uh, logo drawn. And then, you know, it just kind of built up from there where I was just kind of being really creative in the whole ideas of each character. They were just, um, things that were happening around my way, you know, as you kind of, uh, go through the city, you, you, you run into all kinds of guys, characters, or people that, you know, look interesting. And, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of decided to build on the aspiration. I really didn't have any other, um, comic publishers, um, on my mind at that time when I started creating characters, I didn't even know much about them. Okay. Wow. Wow, oh, that's crazy. That, that is a very interesting background to have uh, just inspired yeah, by your city and not by any other like comic book uh, entities. That's I think that's what's going to make what you're doing so unique because it's not like it's it's not like notes is static shock. But you know what I mean? Or like 
this character's like Superman, but it's like, nah, this is something completely different, completely mm-hmm. original. Mm-hmm. Um, from from square one, I think the 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 nerd industry as a whole has been asking for that. Like we keep doing the same things over and over. Yeah, I've been kind of catching up to speed on that whole aspect. You know, coming from the record industry, it wasn't really an issue. It was it was black music. That's what they would describe that department and 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 the record company. It would be a black music department, and you know, transitioning out of that into what's happening now, it's like, well, to even see that there's an issue with getting an uh, uh, an African American character on a page or or or, or a film uh, up to this point, that was a big, huge shock to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you guys are telling me a whole lot of news, brand news. <laughs> that's what we're here for man brand new to me that yeah, is yeah. what we're here for and it's crazy you say that because we did have a conversation i think a couple episodes past where we were talking about like we we're talking about black superheroes mm-hmm. and like, we within one episode we named almost all of them and in, in like to be oh, able really to, yeah we were almost able to name almost all of them and like I think we had little onesies and twosies that were just hanging out there that really didn't make an impact on the comic book world at all. But other than that, like we named all the guys that have you know played a role and and showing a person who's not a you know normal Anglo-Saxon looking guy in tights saving the day. You know we actually mm-hmm. touched on and then and we actually was able to touch on that within an hour of conversation. I'm like. Dang, there's space in this medium that needs filled, you know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, what's the fight about? You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, why not just make it happen? That's what I look at. That's right. how I see it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel I, that, what are some of the struggles you'll feel you'll have, speaking on that topic, uh, trying to get into this comic book world and trying to push that, I, I don't even want to say minority agenda, but pushing pushing for something different, you know, what kind of troubles do you think you'll face? Well, let me see. Um, remaining positive, I would look at it. The outlook would be that it's actually things like Black Panther actually coming to the forefront. You know what I mean? Um, so moving past whatever previous issues it was, I looked at it like this, that the issues are usually connected to the value you know, that you can um, create, uh, especially for a new character. It's like always, just like in any other business, when you bring in something new, it's you have to, you have, to have a market for it. You have to have a, uh, a following. And, and that way, it's like, yeah, we got to make uh, a mark for our, ourselves, especially with uh, notes, because, you know, it's never been uh, seen before, never been done before. To a lot of people and so it's kind of uh, the uh, uphill battle of making sure we connect with the uh, right demographic right right that's i can see where the struggle would come in come in there um the demographic is yeah. like the hardest thing to nail because in my opinion and it's just me saying i feel like white people sometimes can be mm-hmm. the wild card like you know or even some of the younger people who don't even know about, yeah. you know, this whole market. It's like, you know, they're coming new to a whole genre of um, popular culture because for a long time, all of these characters have been, you know, just basically connected to the comics, the books themselves, like not actually being on a television screen um, and definitely not on the Internet prior you know, um, so the feature films were really um, outlets for, for like Superman 1 and, you know, movies like that. There was really no, uh, there was nothing else uh, going on for, for a while, you know. And then we showed up, you know, around the time, uh, what was it, Spider-Man 1 was coming out. So it's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. now it's you know, about time, I guess you could say, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Laura, like, we first got together. Um, Laura, I guess, like, coming from past relationships, I think Laura was just used to, like, pe- motherfuckers just trying to walk all over her all the time and shit. Mm. Because she, she can seem kind of soft and timid, but she's really not. She just get passive-aggressive sometimes. And that can seem like she's being timid, but really she plotting. 
<laughs> right. That's what she's doing it, it over there, you know. And uh, I guess she came from relationships where if dude says something, she got to question it all the time. So it, it, it kind of spilled over with me a little bit. And I'm like, why are you acting like that? She was like, well, what did you mean by X, Y, Z? I'm like, exactly what I said. <laughs> right. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. I was not trying to hurt your feelings. I was not trying to be mean. I just said that, and that's what it meant. Like, there was no double entendre there. Double entendre or whatever. That's I crazy to think you got to explain that. It happens sometimes, you know what I'm saying? It just comes with the territory of, you know, her having just the rough past she's had. And I, we talked about it, and we, we struggle with it. Some days we struggle with it. Some days she she just cool in the gang, you know? Right. You know, every every day is a. I said it to her about her. Uh, she asked me. She asked me one of those classic female ass questions: "Is um, why do you why do you with me? Why do you love me?" I'm like, um, I can't just take it at face value. <laughs> but I answer it. I'll humor you. Um, I was like, I love you because every day is an adventure with you. <laughs> right. There is no such thing as a dull day with Lauren. I I don't know who I'm going to get when you wake up in the morning. Am I going to get the super sweet, soft-spoken, okay, babe, girl? Or am I going to have a, let's get ready to rumble? Because <laughs> 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 some days it's like that, you know? <laughs> and it's an adventure. Like, and it, there is no rhyme or reason behind it sometimes, at least in my opinion. Like, sometimes I was like, why are you tripping today for no reason? Uh, or, or it's a reason to which you haven't made me privy to. So can you please do that? So either I can a fix it or b say sorry instead of hell away from you. Right. Seems too simple of a concept. I don't know if that's that will ever happen, but I can understand why you would want that. Right. I just oh damn it fell. Well, I was just speaking with um. Jillian and, and one of her friends just recently got got cheated on and I just thought oh my god it's nighttime I just thought it was interesting how um you know you never know you think you're sometimes in a healthy relationship and you're not and you end up getting hurt um yeah what are there any telltale signs of that I was trying to figure out like how could she have known? And I was like, sometimes you just really don't. Like, yeah, some people just, some people are just good at being dishonest. And that's just real shit. Like, and that's on both sides of the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, both mm -hmm. females and males. Like, some people have just a predisposition of being dishonest. And, like, it's crazy that that's a thing, but it is. Um, telltale signs. I mean, so I, there's obvious ones, and then also too. Remember something. You're talking about a person you love, so you naturally are inclined to ignore, you know, the bad shit about them. Huh? Right. You're you're biased to you're, you're 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 biased when it comes to them. So, I mean, some people like the the signs that they're being cheated on is slapping them in the face, and they just refuse to see it because they care for that person so much. To their detriment, and I feel for them people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But because typically, you know what that you know what happens? Those are the people that 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 you know stay true to their mate and they do what they gotta do and and they still despite all the effort they put into their relationship, all the shit that they put into it and everything, and they still end up getting hurt at the end. They just, the people become cynical as hell after that. They cynic as hell. They, they become cynics, man. Yeah, yeah. their future relationships. And it's like it, they shouldn't do it, but you all, you can't really blame them either. I'm like, damn, you you didn't did everything you were supposed to do, and you still had the bad outcome. Like at this point, I don't fault you for being a villain. Like <laughs> I don't fault you. <laughs> right? Yeah, and and I wish there was an easier way to know, but fact of the matter is, there isn't. There isn't an easy way to know that someone is being not into the relationship as much as you. It's just about people being honest. And and that doesn't always, because sometimes people are not honest with themselves, so how can they be honest with you? Right. And, God, that just sucks when that happens. I felt so bad for this girl. Um, 
but there's no way to know they was living together. You know what I mean? Like, dude just wow was about getting them cheeks, I guess. Man, it's I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I know when it comes to like, you know, out here doing your thing, it's fun and all, but like if you got yourself a, a setup, a happy home, and you know, you, why would you fuck that up for some some random shit, you know, it just don't make sense to me, you know, yeah. like, I'm gonna be honest, like, and it's uh, being, being really transparent about myself, which is not normal for me, like, me and Lauren recently had a situation that arose where, like, some shit could look real suspect on my end, you know what I mean, and she asked me about it, and I was honest with her, like, you know, somebody reached out to me, and, um, somebody who I had a past with, and, I had words with them and it was it wasn't to rekindle anything it was to bring closure to that chapter of my life because I never had the opportunity to with that person that's what that was what it was about right. you know but it just looked suspect and when Laura asked me about it, like you know at that moment in time like for me to lie about it I probably would be single right now and and be Sing here, sing a hollow note. She's gone. Oh, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I'll probably be sitting here singing hollow notes right now. But I, I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, baby. This is what happened. I know how it looks, it looks bad, but that's not what that was. That is not the case. You know, it's just something I felt like I needed to do for my own, you know, mental health and, and emotional well being. And that's something that could possibly be holding me back from, you know, moving our relationship forward as well. You know, she didn't like it. She, I'm going to be honest, she felt some type of way about it for some time, you know, but it's just something else you got to be able to, you got to be able to be honest with your mate going back to that thing. Like, you know, because at any point in time in that, with the trust issues uh, Lauren has, that, that shit, that shit could really fuck with her, especially if she, you know, hadn't talked to me about it. She could let that shit fester and just, it could have been all bad by the time she talked to me about it. But, and also too, that took strength on her end to come to me and talk to me to find out what was going on, as opposed to just jumping to conclusions, which she sometimes is prone to do, mm-hmm. you know? So wow. I, uh, I had to have like a real, I, I got like, I had to commend her for that, you know? And I'm like, look, it, it, I really, I commend you for coming to me the way you did, as opposed to choosing your normal mode because she realized that her normal mode never works out in her favor, especially when her emotions get involved. Right, right. So she decided to take a logic, a more logical approach, which is, I mean, we talk, we had the personality type talk. Like it goes against her personality, and based on the trauma she's faced, uh, it goes against that too. But she decided that her um, her relationship with me was more important than you know succumbing to any animalistic desire she had to say her anger or you know, discontent with the situation right that takes a mature person to do for sure that's that's mm-hmm. that's crazy i was able to talk that out you know what i mean and mm-hmm. slip up and I, I love i love her even i love her the more for it you know i love her the more for it but that communication is just so so key you know what i mean to everything that you do so uh mm-hmm. I'm glad y'all was able to talk through it because not everybody can do that, you know? Right. And I'm I'm pretty sure if had it been a younger Daryl and a younger Lauren in that situation, it wouldn't have played out like that. <laughs> no. No. Uh, like she'd have been like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, why are you Sherlock Holmes? If you don't trust me to get the fuck out, you know, that'd have been 22, 23-year-old Daryl. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and that'd have been like 22, 23-year-old Lauren. Um, that would have probably been the case, but right, right. We 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 just talked about this last week. We we I'm like at this point, we playing the long game. That's what we're doing. We're playing the long game. And the long game, I feel like, looks a lot different than yes, you know, people assume it to be. It, it's not all butterflies and rainbows man it's really not it's mm-hmm. the long game is dis- it looks disgusting looks gross Sometimes it do. rough man you, you gotta take the licks and then you gotta learn and it's weird you know what's crazy about interpersonal relationships i know too like 
love doesn't happen until you find the things you can't stand about a person. It doesn't happen. Love truly doesn't happen uh, until after that fact. It's easy to like the things you like about a person. You know, it's easy. Mm -hmm. The hard shit is like learning, okay, I can't stand the fact that my girl gets overly emotional about dumb shit. It just fucks with me some days. You know what I mean? Like, why? Oh, right. (laughs) You know, true love happens, I think, when you know that about her and then you ask yourself, okay, you can't stand that. Is that enough to put her out your life? If you can answer no, that's good. You know, that's that's where that's where that that deep foundational thing, because when you get to that point, you're loving the person, not just how they make you feel at that moment in time. That's true. That's true. I'm going to pass it back to Daryl. We kind of want to ask a little bit about um, your opinions on hip hop. So, Daryl, let's get into a little bit the music industry aspect. You've uh you've done a lot of stuff in movies music industry. You know, you said you worked for A and R. You did the priority. You know, um, do you think that um the artist should stay um independent doing their own thing, or would you say it'd be more beneficial for them to um get behind the machine of labels? Wow, that's kind of like the million dollar question because, and it's a good question. Um. I think now kind of just seeing um, what's actually able to be done. Um, independence is, uh, is uh, really valuable. It's, uh, it's a good uh, indication of what can be accomplished, especially using um, digital internet uh, mm-hmm. application, um, the technology like that, that, you know, um, and, saying that it's always good to have a machine um you know behind you i I mean just coming from my experiences you know the the traditional record industry um having the machine was really uh the value in being a recording artist because that's what you're being you know that's what you're doing this for that's the reason you get into the music business is so you can make money um so um i like what these new companies are doing especially like title where they're allowing mm-hmm. um, artists to um, to build um, their careers and still um, be successful um, in the traditional sense, where you know you have a team with you, um, but you're you're not out there by yourself, you know. Um, and you know, marketing has always played a huge role in uh, campaigns for uh, those for uh, music artists. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I okay. like that. I like that opinion because the the music industry is is hard to to get a grasp on. And you mentioned mm. marketing, and I feel that with all the changes that make this so hard to grasp, the one thing that still remains true is that like marketing in whatever form it is, it wasn't digital back in the day, but marketing no, in whatever wasn't. form is super important and we've gotten to the point now where sometimes that's all the label provides like there's nothing else there's no artist building there's no hey we're gonna select certain artists because of their sound it's like no if you have a large following and we can market you then we'll sign you well that's true to an extent i'll say and i'll tell you why because the touring is really kind of set up as a group effort like, you know, a lot of artists are going to make more money, um, uh, you know, beyond the actual music in, um, in the field. So being out and uh, different, doing different shows. But it also, it's, it's also going to take a team for, you know, you to pull together a, a, a good looking tour or, or, or a tour that people want to attend and pay money, you know, consumers want to go to. So it's like, um, you know, it's always kind of, uh, a balance, you know, you kind of want to, um, walk a line when you're trying to figure out what, where am I going to be most beneficial? If I'm okay with having a few thousand, uh, followers on the internet, 
and you know having those people listen to my music um you know then you're doing good you know it's like um or but if you if you see yourself as a, a lifetime career recording artist you know that that wants to make uh progress in albums year after year i look at it uh at 100% that you want to definitely have some type of support behind you right right and that support that machine as we call it um has its uses. I just feel like for some artists, they view it as like living in your mom's basement where you don't have rules or you you, you can't make your own rules rather and you and you can't move how you want to move. Like that's what it's like being on a on a label. But some people like living on their own, getting out of their mom's basement and doing what they want. And uh there's pros and cons of both. Uh true. We could go on all day about it, the pros and cons. I was just, I, 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 I love your answer on that. That was very dope. Um, speaking on hip hop and rap, um, I gotta ask you, man, how do you feel about the current state of hip hop, man? Is it too mumbly? I think it's getting better. It's getting better. I think it's getting better. If you want to stop, you know, <laughs> on the mumble rapping up, I'm not really gonna get into it because I'm not from that era. I'm from an era where lyrics were important. Um, lyrics actually helped save my life or save the lives of, you know, a culture because, mm -hmm. you know, they kind of help you get from day to day. It's like a conversation with, you know, um, who's the top five is, is, is a big part of that conversation now. You know, it's like it kind of evolved the uh, into, uh, you know, who's going to be the most influential, I think. Um, so I like it now. I, you know, we've gone through a, a dark period where um, now hip-hop is, uh, or even music in general, is, uh, is, is getting a little older, it's evolving. Um, but there's artists out there, Joyner Lucas. Uh, yes. the, uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely feeling what he where he's going with it. You know, um, Joiner's really kind of put out a few different records that make sense to me, um, and he's got that lyrical basis to it. You know, yes. I think that's always going to be um, good for music in general. If you just kind of take my word for it, it's like it evolves. But if you got a message, or at least you're saying something, it's always going to work. Oh, all right, man. Well, since you brought, you're the one who broached the subject. Let me go ahead and ask you, who's in your top five? <laughs> um, all right. Best, best all right, so you guys right. put me on the spot now. This yeah. is time for those sound effects to kick in. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with some, you know, the notables. Um, you know, Ice Cube is uh, what I grew up on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, let's see. I'm gonna put Jay Z in there, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm gonna definitely include that Jordan Lucas record um, just for the sake of balance. Um, let's see. Um, where it gets tough. Round four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Round four, we're gonna go. Oh, Meth, Meth is gonna be part of that because it's uh, he's got you know. He's got styles, many styles. Yes. Um, and he's he's, he's, he's he's done that. Um, and he's also into the comic book world now. So, mm -hmm. um, yes. and, and there's a female artist, actually. I'm actually feeling um, there's a lot to kind of oh. be discussed. But Young M.A. has really kind of got a lot of freestyles out there. So, okay. that's my five. Wow. Right. Wow. Hey, I didn't expect the Young M.A. No, that's I didn't. Uh, I kind of just like her because of her lyrical. She's bringing back New York. You know, in her songs, that's what she's talking about. She's the queen. And, you know, we usually often talk about the queen, the king of New York. Um, but, uh, you know, she's trying to set, putting her stamp on it. Right. Right. So, you're, you, um, in your top five, you mentioned a couple new age artists. You got any more that you really, uh, is really in rotation in, in, your, uh, in your playlist right now? Like some, some, some of the newer guys? From LA, um, I like Nipsey Hussle. Um, he's got yes. a record. It's his debut record. It's not out yet. So, I mean, you know, some of the stuff I heard is real early right now. But um, it's, uh, you know, once he gets um, 
get this album in the market. I mean, I think All Star Weekend is going to be the telling um, of what what he's uh, he's all about, you know. Mm-hmm. Nipsey Hustle, so, man. Yeah, he's been working for a long time. I mean, I, I to be uh, you know candid with your audience and everything. I mean, we kind of are the same from the same place. I mean, I, I grew up not too far from him here in Los Angeles, so it's a lot of different cities. But he's not too far, and I've been hearing about him for years. You know, with, I guess he did a lot of bunch of mixtapes and uh, records that were um, not really, they were not his debut albums, but this is, uh, you know, been a long time for, for him um, and all his music he's playing out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember getting hip to um, the Crenshaw mixtape mm-hmm. in like 2000, what would that have been like? Man, like anywhere between 2010 and 12, I think is when they came out. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, like I, I got like a, a group of guys that are just really into music, and they kind of were like talking about it around that time. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he had some negotiations, I do believe, with Rick Ross at one point in time. But he's one of those acts where we were just talking about. It's like. Big label versus independence. I think he enjoys his independence where he doesn't have to answer okay, to anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and it right. works for him. It, I think it and works. He did something with Jay Z, I believe, too, right? Yeah, there's been he's been just like bubbling here and there. His name yeah. just keeps coming up. So um I, I definitely did hear something with Jay Z, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the details of of much of that. But uh, Yeah, I, I kind of like glanced over an interview on title. Got you, got you. Um, yeah. Just a quick question: um, How do you feel about Title's business model in comparison to Apple's? Do you think Title has something there? It definitely got something. Um, how big they'll be? It's all going to be to be determined. You know, uh, Apple's a really big company, um, but you know, Title's really got their uh, hand on the pulse of what music is all about you know and uh what younger recording artists and even veteran recording artists who are uh, attached to the company um what they believe it should be what the music industry should be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um sometimes i feel like the reason why title may not get as much love as they deserve is because the world views them as very hip-hop centric um, mm. where Apple is very rounded. Like they'll put G Easy sure. on the cover. They'll put well, Taylor Apple. Swift. You got to think about it. Uh, not to cut you off, but it's like Apple was a technology company. Apple was not really a music business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's or true. you understand what I'm saying? In that mm-hmm. in that sense, it started out as a uh, a tech company. So they got into um, licensing music. So it's kind of evolved. It's like, if you look at the roots. I see what you're saying. The start was different. Yeah. So the audience that they now totally capture different. can be totally different. Yeah, that makes sense. That's something yeah. I've never thought about. Um, we often forget that Apple has many hats. It's just like whatever conversation you in, you assume that's all they do if we're talking about music players. Yeah, because it's become a part of our lives now because of the fact that it's everywhere you got iphones ipads ipods right <laughs> somebody, somebody somewhere says an ipod yeah <laughs> we i think we record i think yeah, we're recording right, on a mac right right like an iPod. yeah yeah recording on a mac computer called you on an apple as phone speak, yeah it's, it's crazy <laughs> talking about apple music totally crazy you know um they they definitely do wear a lot of hats right. so maybe from what i'm seeing now then you speaking on technology, um, maybe mm-hmm. what title can do, because I've been noticing artists like French Montana, I think, was doing it. Um, Ray J was doing it. They're getting into these tech yeah. world things, like like going to tech conventions right. and like. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Ray J and uh, he did some type of technology company. Yeah, right? yeah something. I, and and yeah, if I title that. jumps on board with them, maybe. Like yeah. and I and I, I wish Beats by Dre could have stayed away from Apple. I wish we could have kept that within our own community. 
Oh, before yeah, they sold just, it, yeah. I don't know. It's um, it might have been you know the money. You know, it's a lot of money. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, right. They did throw a lot of money at him for that. They threw a lot of money at him for that. Yeah, and so they were able to kind of um, transition that into other things like um, investing in, in like education. I think um, Jimmy Iovine and um, Dr. Dre they uh, launched um, a school over at the uh, at USC. There's like a um, something they're doing there. So um, yeah, I, anytime we can continue to grow financially. Um, just overall, I think it's uh, it's good for business. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think it once title gets a handle on the other things, like right now they're doing deals with some other podcasts and big name podcasts like Joe Budden's podcast, and I think they're snagging right. up a few more. And Revolt is doing the same thing, snagging up these podcasts. Then it opens another branch for something else. So I think we're getting there. Um but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I just had to throw that out. Yeah, you're obviously on the right path. Is you know having have this uh, the cool nerd kind of podcast become um, more relevant. I think is just you know about having the right content, having the right guests, having the you know the interviews, the things that people want to hear and you know um, revisit. Yes, yes, and we're working on it, man. It's still fresh for us, so I'm hoping we can take this to the next level. Um, yes, sir. Getting back to um, notes, uh, was, were there any things that happened within your career that inspired maybe some storylines for notes or some character development points? Was there anything that happened in like your real life that actually made it into the comic? Yeah, the real life career is going to kind of play into uh, how I envision the story going. Um, and those were adventures, and some of those things were probably more uh, worth putting into um, in the fiction world. Um, so I'm like gonna kind of reserve it for you know the reader to kind of pick it up in the story. But you know, if you kind of send them, send your you know listeners over to uh, Superpower Enterprises and uh, uh, some of our social media sites, you know they'll get an idea of how it all how it all started. Right. Um, I have a question about the overall, um, the process. Um, uh, cause you tell me you're pretty much, you're pretty fresh at getting this whole comic book thing started. Um, like the, pro the process going from idea to panel, what does that look like for you? Um, that's kind of like a management, um, question where it was like, um, I had to deal with sort of like creating. Um, a team and then when you look at it it's kind of like an assembly line of work um, mm. where I get I pick the best of the best I want um, the best artists attached to this so it took some time social networking um, mm -hmm. I've been I started out on um, deviantart.com um, mm -hmm. which is a big um, network for artists who are just getting their work out there. Um, some of them are professional. Some of them were uh, new artists. Um, so anyway, what it was is, uh, you know, just kind of taking that time, curating pages, and then, you know, um, making connection. Um, so that was really the start for me. Um, eventually, we were contacted by um, a guy that, uh, that was a writer who wanted to, um, to um, you know, basically put some concepts together. So I basically concepted a story with um, this artwork now out there um, and uh, pulling this writer on. And we just basically took it panel by panel and uh, mapped out what this story would uh, look like. It would... Uh, it would look. It would be the story of origin. Uh, it would be, you know, a, a, a an entry into uh, the comic book world for notes. It was a. Uh, it was the title of the the uh, actual comic is the origins of notes. So, okay. 
um, that was, yeah, that was the plan from the beginning. Okay. I mean, I like the fact that you yeah. came in and you, did, you kept it sweet and simple with that, with that type of title. I mean, sometimes I feel like when guys are starting out in their creative process, like to, they try to be way too obscure with it. The origin of notes get, just gets it out there. And I, I like that a lot. It's, it's almost screams. It's like, you know, it's form over function. You know what I mean? I mean, sorry, it's function over form. It's sort of me. like a metaphor if you look at it, because um, I did a lot of research actually on um, music. And um, so Greek mythology was kind of like um, a big uh, part of what music originated in um, in culture. Um, and I wanted to do an inver- uh, our American version of it. And, okay. Um, hmm. So this is basically um, the title uh, story kind of is like um, about where um, music, you know, the origin of notes um, comes from. Okay. That's great. Um, I guess it's so- kind of like a double entendre. Yeah, yeah, that um, I like that a lot because I, I I'm literally looking forward to de- deep in delving deeper into this this world where you know this urban setting is you know in the forefront as opposed to just like a backdrop that they use. Like the the urban setting is actually almost seems like it's a character within itself in your world. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I like that. It is. It actually is. Um, and a good point because I know I think we tweeted some something out about that at one point. There was like the fact that um the world. Um, it's Los Angeles. It's like you know what's uh, the world around us. The music, the music business is right here. You know, um, uh, so it's like that studio um, industry world exists. Um, and uh, what it is is it's, it's actually become uh, a big part of uh, what these uh, characters experience day to day. That's awesome. I like that a lot, man. All right, so uh, uh, final question I, I have for you is um, like, just what is your goal as a comic book creator? Like, what what is your goal with this? The goal is kind of like um, if you talk about it from the perspective of what we think, success is longevity, storytelling, evergreen property that you know stands the test of time. Um, seventy five years from now, and then seventy five years from there. You know, music is a universal language, so it's something that's always going to be a part of our lives. You know, um, it's always going to be something that um, makes us who we are. Um, It makes us, uh, you know, it makes unity amongst us. It kind of creates conversations and survives. So um, Mm -hmm. that's the direction that we are taking with all of our stories and characters going into the future. That's dope. I love how you put that. That was very eloquent, man. Mm. Longevity is always the goal, and it's and it's ironic because that's the same goal in music as well, which is an industry you know very well. So that longevity, that getting that message out there and and and, and staying in people's minds because of how great things are. That's I like that, man. We are um, on the tail end of this, and before we get you out of here, man, um, we need to know where we can find this stuff. This, these amazing comic books you keep talking about. Um, so where can we where can we get where can we we find your material and and help support you and and, and purchase some of these comics? So all of our kind of online. If you start at Superpower Enterprises, make sure you go to the website and click on the uh, the icon, the logo there, and uh, it'll take you into. The Origins of Note story. Um, there's a lot of different artwork there. Uh, we also have a shop that has allowed you to purchase various merchandise, from T-shirts to coffee mugs to uh, various types of uh, uh, novelties. And um, we also have a website, um, social media website, with more content full of um, um, information and story content on Notes Notations, which is a comic strip that's published here in print at the Culver City Observer newspaper. Um, so go on to Facebook. Um, you can visit our social media Twitter page, and there's links all over that to uh, get you to the comic strip. But there's a lot more story. Um, there's a lot more uh, interest if you want to learn a little any more uh, about this uh, character and where we want to be taking it in the future. So um, as far as that goes, man, um, 
I'm glad we were able to talk for the first time and, you know, kind of bring you guys up to speed. Um, make sure your listeners get involved in this conversation. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. And throw out your uh, Twitter handle, Instagram handles real quick before we get you out of here as well. Superpower uh, everything. So Superpower Enterprises, Superpower Enterprises on Twitter, Superpower Enterprises on Instagram. And uh, you can click uh, superpowerenterprises.com into your browser and it'll take you right to us. All right. Dope, man. Dope. Um, Daryl, you got any last questions or anything like that before we let Davian get up out of here, man? Uh, no, I just want to um, extend a very heartfelt thank you for uh, giving us a little bit of your time. Uh, I'll appreciate uh, your candor uh, and your basically just how how quick you came back with us and with uh, all the answers we we asked, uh, answers all the questions we asked. And man, um, thank you again for just showing up and talking with us today, man. Daryl and Corey, cool nerd, man. Thank y'all. I appreciate everything. No doubt. Going through hardships with someone as well really shows what what your love mm-hmm. is. Like watching your your the person you supposedly love go through some shit and kind of what you do in those moments is a telltale sign. You know what I mean? Sometimes the signs be there, yes. people just ignore them. Like you thought you was gonna be with this dude forever, but the one time you needed him. He wasn't there for you in the first place, so it's not like he was that committed to begin with. Mm-hmm. So and vice versa. Look. Yeah, you're going through some shit. If you're going through some shit, and your mate kind of like, damn, that's crazy, and that's all they can say to you, like, uh, ding, ding, ding. Like <laughs> they don't care about right. you as much as you think, homie. Like <laughs> exactly. You know, like, and like it's kind of harder for us too as men too because like women like are empathetic so they they feel the feels and they want you to let you know i feel your feelings and you're like okay feelings are cool hold on one second bro. Uh-huh. Damn. speaking of interpersonal relationships how you doing baby hi daddy oh, what, what's going on with your face why you why you you cold no it's actually hot outside then why you why you got snot on your face go wipe your face off Okay. Come in the house like legit a snot nosed kid. Go go wipe your face off and get ready. Uh, mommy's taking you to uh, BB House tonight. Okay, should I take off my school clothes and put on some play, play clothes? What you got on? Let me see. This is a shirt man. I bought. You should probably just wear it. And she probably doesn't want me to wear my good jeans either. So oh, yeah, change. go just change some play clothes and go get your other coat. Okay. Mwah, baby girl. Love you, daddy. I love you too, baby girl. No, no, I'm just talking to Corey right now. You can say hi. Hey, Corey. You don't gotta get that close. <laughs> <laughs> she put her mouth damn near on the ball. <laughs> it sounded real good, though. It sounded clean and crisp. That's what's up. Tell her I said what's up. What up Corey, say hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she like she, she moves so quick too. Like she's had flashed up the front of my. Hey, Corey! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> when you get so fast? <laughs> oh, oh my god! I forgot my point talking to her. <laughs> Yo, that's that's all we needed right there. We should be good right there. I just that's funny.